This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The Property Show on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, this is The Property Show. I'm Keith Kam. Opening an F&B establishment or indeed any small business is not the easiest endeavour in the world. Once you have identified what business it is you want to do, you need to go about looking for funding to start building your business. You will, of course, need the location to conduct your operation. And as the old mantra goes, when it comes to such businesses, location, location, location is what you want to focus on. And location is usually what eats up the biggest chunk of your budget because if you don't have the right place, customers won't come no matter how delicious your offerings or how beautiful your products are that you are selling. Today, we are familiar with pop-up shops. This is a good alternative to having a place to call your permanent home, which could translate to having to pay rent, electricity, water, you know, all the real-life stuff. This week, we have in the studio uh, Ilham Zakwan and Is Lukman, the founders of NT Events. That's an event company that's behind the strolling market brand that organises pop-up markets all over KL. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Right, um, now, I'll start with you, Ilham. Uh, can you tell us what NT Events does? NT Events is actually, we plan to make more like a market style for small, small entrepreneurs who couldn't really afford to pay rent as a tenant. So they pop up like twice a month. Yeah, that's basically the plan. Lah. What mm-hmm. sort of, uh, you know, the history of NT Events, what was the inspiration to, to, to get it all, all started? Um, I started working in the same field before. and The I'm same field as in? The events, the right? same field as the market events. Okay. And I also went to a lot of events. So, yeah, I kind of like the concept uh, when you can like actually plan depends on the concept itself. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how it started. How about you, Is? How did you get involved with, with uh, Ilham? So actually, Ilham is my long-time friend. Right. So my childhood friend, actually. So when he pitched me the idea on doing a business where we provide the space or location for our vendors to mm-hmm. to do their business there. So we would provide them with good pricing and then they would, they would have a place to do their business. Ah. So we would do marketing there and then people would come and join our event. So Strolling Market is, uh, this is the brand that you all are, are, are working under, right? Yep. Uh, what is Strolling Market? It's not the only brand that, that NT Events has, right? But we'll focus on Strolling Market first. What does Strolling Market do? Is Strolling Market is actually uh, a place where we collect all our, all our vendors. So mostly our vendors is like thrift, pre-loves, arts and crafts. Mm. And then we collect them or like I'm in the I'm working in the coffee industry. Right. I won't state any brand's names lah. But uh I know a lot of people from the coffee industry. I would gather all these people and I would make them to do a market in my in my place. Lah. So we would do a pop up market in a lot of venues actually. So right now we are still uh, still down to one venue that is Stephen at the yard, yeah. and then we are looking to venture out into new venues, uh. 
Uh, Ilham, uh, when we talk about these sort of venues, uh, what what comes to mind? What what sort of criteria do you need to have in order to convince these uh, potential small businesses, mm-hmm. these small vendors, to to want to you know part with uh, money and effort to 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 set to set up uh, you know a, a place uh, at one of the events that you're organizing? I usually have a meeting with the venue first and see their database mm-hmm. like their daily food force on weekends on certain certain dates that's when we decide um, to book a few few dates to have our strolling market um, what did you decide how do you decide where and what products to, to showcase or do you just do uh, with every possible vendor that you can think of mm, we actually filter a bit of the vendors Depends on the venue as well since like as example Tiffin uh, you cannot have any a certain type of FNB. Mm. So like we have to filter uh, according to the management. Yeah. So when you uh, decide on, on, on Tiffin at the Yard, for example, mm-hmm. uh, what was the selling point for Tiffin at the Yard that, that made you decide that you no, know, this is who you want to go into business with to, to set up these small businesses? Um because Tiffin at the Yard it's actually quite big, yeah. I think, from past two years. So they are actually very convincing in terms of the crowd pulling, even with the the daily people who came there just for eating. It's quite impressing. Right? You guys are still quite new at this, right? Yeah. So when you are dealing with uh, Tiffin at the Yard, which is quite an established uh, premise, mm-hmm. so to speak, uh, how did you convince them that uh, you know what you are proposing to them would be beneficial to uh, to to Tiffin at, at the yard is? Yeah, yeah. So actually, for it's actually beneficial for both parties because we provide them with uh, performance. Mm-hmm. We also provide them with some DJ or some experiences. So uh, we would try to market ourselves as well as we market our venue partner. So it will be beneficial for both parties. Lah. So at the same time, we also give them a percentage of our sales. Right. And how do you approach uh, these entrepreneurs? Uh, what is the process like to go, to go after them? I mean, do you have like a database or, uh, you know, who do you decide what to showcase where? It's pretty much try and errors right now. It's mm-hmm. pretty much try and error. We, uh, social media is really a very powerful tool. Lah. So we do some marketing in social media on Instagram and TikTok. And then we, we go from there. So from word of mouth is also a really, really powerful tool. Because when you did your, when you do your event and then when people decided to come, they will actually, uh, the words will spread out uh, for other vendors because they also have connections with other vendors also. Is you mentioned just now that uh, you were involved uh, at some point in the F&B industry. You were, you, you were, uh, you just clarify what sort of uh, business were you in? Were you in I was in, in the coffee, coffee business. Right. So actually, uh, I was in the product development okay. industry. So I developed coffee for a certain brand in Malaysia. So when I was uh, making the introduction just now, I did mention that uh, 
you know, setting up uh, a business, F&B business or what have you, uh, the cost considerations are usually quite high. And since you have been doing this uh, uh, prior to this, uh, how would you go about convincing someone to who says who say that uh, they are just starting out in the industry? Um, you know, how do you sell to them that this is a better alternative before going into a, a bigger business? Yeah, before going to a bigger business or if I give you an example, if you as a coffee uh, as a coffee creator or you want to become a coffee shop owner, mm-hmm. you need to have a store. So maybe it's when we provide a certain type of uh, booths for them to set up in the weekend, they can try out our booths and then they can from there they can get feedbacks from their customers. There, this is real time customers they can get feedback on. If they just uh, jump into the industry and uh, just rent out a store, maybe it won't be beneficial for them. So our market is actually providing them the opportunity to do business and then know what feedbacks from the customers. Lah. Sort of like a trial and error yeah, for them. Yeah, trial lah. and error for them. Um, Ilham, you don't own the premises that, that uh, you hold these markets at, right? Uh, mm-hmm. What arrangements do you have with these premises uh, owners? You know, uh, like, do you pay rental to them or, or how does it work? Yeah, we, we usually pay, pay rental with them. Mm-hmm. It depends on the deal sometimes, yeah, since they offer a few, few, like a package, like, let's, uh, let's say it's package is a few thousand with tables and blah 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 yeah that kind of uh, packages lah. Do, do you have like a long term arrangement with them like uh, say you know over a period of a certain time you need to hold uh, X number of, of market events mm, not really usually the the people in charge will contact us if they are inquiring for any markets there yeah on the property show today is Ilham Zakwan and is Lukman from NT Events. They are the people behind the strolling market brand that organizes pop pop up markets all over KL. On the other side of the break, we find out what the future holds for this kind of pop up real estate. This is BFM eighty nine point nine. BFM 89.9, welcome back to The Property Show where this week we explore pop-up real estate. We have Ilham Zakwan and Is Lokman from NT Events, an event company that's behind the strolling market brand that organises pop-up markets all over KL, soon to be all over KL. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's get into this with you, Ilham. Um, the mother of all challenges, as we all can remember, is the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, uh, this kind of resulted, this did result in a lot of people losing their jobs or or having to be scaled down and, and pivoting to doing different, different things. Many ended up pivoting to doing their own businesses, be it home baking or craft or making clothes. What opportunities did you guys see uh, in, in setting up anti-events? And anti-events is a pretty new company, right? Yeah. So, you know, how do you plan, What how do you foresee uh, taking advantage of, of a situation like this? Um, based on my past experience working in the same related event company, I saw most of the young entrepreneurs or people who couldn't afford to pay rent and mm-hmm. still new in the business, they sort of like trying to find some small organizers to survey the area. Yeah, so I've uh, I've seen that as an opportunity to arrange um, some events at their desired venue. 
What about you, Is? What was that aha moment for you that, that, that made you decide that, you know, anti-events, this is the business that you want to do, uh, like setting up pop-up markets? I mean, it's, it's, it's also quite a saturated field, right? Yeah, it's a saturated field. I think there's a lot of competitors out there. Uh, but I think it's because uh, our combination, uh, me and Ilham. So I'm actually, uh, I, I also had a degree in business. Right. So my previous, my previous uh, education level is, uh, is quite okay. So I also know Ilham has uh, experience in events. So we both combined together, I think would be a very good, powerful pair. Lah. Yeah. So on, on the topic of that, I think anti-events could survive well because we uh, put a lot of effort into it. So it's all about effort and we did a lot of study into our venues. Effort is one thing, right? Uh, is I mean, when you when you think about it, getting into this business at this time, there is also a lot, a lot of competition. What what sort of study did you you find out about the competition that you are going up against? So the competition that we are going up against, we study their prices, we study their rates, we study the rates there, and then is it is does it make sense for us to do a uh, market there? Yeah. Does it benefit both parties? So that's the things that we consider before going into a full-blown market. This kind of uh, cost that uh, your potential entrepreneurs would be facing would be, I guess, in a way, uh, sort of a rental, uh, uh, in, uh, uh, a rental cost to them. How do you price this, this sort of uh, rental, rental cost to ensure that there is that sweet spot that, you know, yes, you know, this is something that I want to do before I embark on this business full-time? 100% is location and marketing. Right. So when you have a lot of footfalls or you have a lot of people going there, even if the vendors don't have any sales, they would build a lot of connections there. Yeah, a lot of people will uh, contact them or get their card. And then from there, they will, they will embark into a new business. Uh. But the negotiations with these uh, premise owners must be quite difficult as well, seeing as you guys are so young, right? Yeah, it's quite difficult for us, but uh, right now we are slowly closing other venues also. Right. Yeah. And on that, uh, Ilham, uh, what sort of... Tiffin at the Yard is so far your first venue yeah. and you've already held like I think two or three events there, right? Uh, what is What does the future look like? Who are you discussing with? Uh, is it going to be in the Klang Valley or outside the Klang Valley? It will be inside also Klang Valley. Yeah, we are trying to contact a few locations but yeah. since it's a, it's like end of the year there's a lot of events a lot of venues occupied so we might rest for a while maybe continue next year wouldn't this end of the year be uh, the best time for you guys to 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 get into this because you know uh, that's the time where you know Christmas markets happen for one yeah. thing uh, and, then bef and then before you know it uh, you, you start having Chinese New Year and maybe uh, your version of the Bazaar Ramadan might, might, might come up what, what are your plans uh, along that line? Maybe we might plan something out for for next year market because yeah. like East mentioned there's a lot of uh, competition nowadays so yeah the venues also most of it are full until early next year because we are a bit sceptical in terms of finding venues. We also studied their footfalls, their daily people coming in, except, uh, yeah. 
how do you how do you plan on facing this competition? You said it's uh, it's getting more intense as the day goes by. We we actually thinking of doing something different, like maybe put some workshops, right? Some DJ performances, and then put some concept into it. Yeah, to make it something dif- uh, different, because a few few organizers nowadays, uh, they are they are all kind of the same concept. Right, just providing the space, and then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, how do you set yourself apart from from all these people? We are trying to <laughs> to like build another another like a performances. Okay. Like a workshop. Yeah. Is uh, how do you see anti events uh, evolving? Eventually evolving. Eventually, we uh, the event space is quite big actually. So, it's not just about markets, uh. So we are slowly looking into corporate events, launchings, right. and then uh, annual dinners. We are slowly looking into that field. So, so slowly, these anti-events will have a lot of products under it. Not just trolling market. Maybe we have another market, another name for another, another type of business. Uh. That means maybe under this name, we can do some corporate events. Mm-hmm. We can do some weddings, or maybe we can. Uh, we can start to venture out into concerts right. and everything. But there will be a lot of investment needed. Uh. Investments, uh, what sort of investments would that entail? What would it go into? So if we get the funding, we would, uh, the first thing we would consider is to have a new office. Right. So And then hire a lot of people. So when you have a designer to design our posters, the posters will be more appealing. Uh. So other businesses can, uh, when you have an appealing poster, other businesses is easier to join us and then be our permanent vendor. Would your uh, acquisition of a new office, would that eventually evolve into, say, an acquisition of a permanent event space where you can hold your, your, your pop-up markets, for example? As far from now, as far from now we don't see... Uh, Acquiring a new property for an event space would be beneficial for us because we want to have multiple types of venues. Right. Uh, so we would like to have maybe some in uh, KL area, some events in Johor area, or some events in other places of Malaysia. Lah. So we don't see like if we acquire this location, people would like to join us every single month for it. So maybe if we uh, start to venture out in weddings, we can do that. We can acquire an uh, event space and then we can set it, set it up all pretty and everything. Then we can uh, start to do weddings there. So it would continue, you would continue to be uh, negotiating with premise owners in order to have all these uh, pop-up markets and, and, and different I- events going forward? Yeah. Uh, looking to the future is pretty much that for us. And then, uh, like I mentioned before, we want to venture out into new, into new events lah, like annual dinners and a lot of uh, corporate events, launching. Uh, I see a lot of uh, event companies doing car launch, car yeah. launches and product launches. It's really, really a fun field for us to explore on. And outside of KL as well, right? Outside of KL as well. 
Ilham and Is, thank you very much for your insights and thank you very much for coming in. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Right. Thank you so much for having us. On the property show this week, we were talking to Ilham Zakwan and Is Lokman from NT Events the event company behind the Strolin Market brand that organizes pop-up markets all over KL. If you've missed any part of this conversation, you can always catch up with it on the BFM app that's available on the Apple App Store and Google Play. You can also listen to it on the bfm.my website. We are also available on Spotify. I'm Keith Kam for BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.